of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Glory be to God in the highest. So once again, Happy Easter. Come on, turn to someone, tell them Happy Easter. Help me tell somebody. Pastor says, Happy Easter. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. And yes, let me quickly congratulate you, Fountain. Hallelujah. 30 years. You know, we turn 30 on Friday. Come on, let me hear a big shout of celebration in the house. Glory be to God in the highest. He's been good. You know, every time I think of where we started from, I remember the song. Oh, God, I help in ages past. I hope for years to come. I shelter from the stormy blast and I eat home. He's faithful. Give him all the praise. We give him all the honor. He is faithful. Now, come on. Congratulate two, three, four people. Say congratulations. Happy birthday. Glory be to God in the highest. Yes. Let us pray. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We thank you for another history. We thank you for bringing us to up to this point. And we thank you because for this past 30 years, you've been faithful. We say, take all the glory. Take all the glory in the lives of every individual, in the lives of everyone and everyone that this ministry has touched and as a local assembly and as a global church, we say thank you. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, the Bible tells us that on the cross, Jesus uttered seven statements. That's the area I want to dwell on today. Hallelujah. Seven statements. Have you ever wondered that the statements he made were seven? There could have been three. That would be the number of divinity. There could have been five. That would be grace. There could have been eight. That would be new beginning. No. But there were seven. Have you wondered why? You know, I paused to think about it. Seven. Then I realized that in the Near Eastern and Israelite culture and literature, seven is very, very symbolic. So when you see them use the number seven, we are made to understand that what they are communicating is fullness. That is, whatever you are talking about is full. Completeness is complete. You can't add a thing to it. Or perfection. Done. Sealed. Delivered. And so they use this number all the time. So now we begin to see that Jesus was at the end of his mission on earth. And now on the cross, the very last appearance of Jesus. <laughs> ah, yeah. Before his glorification. And the Bible said right on the cross, I miss the trouble, I miss the torture, the pain. He made seven statements. So let's quickly look through the seven statements. First, we all know that he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Now, someone may be asking, where in the Bible you find them in all the four canonical gospels? You don't find the seven in any particular gospel. You find them scattered all over. Yes. So the first one he said was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
Interesting. Now, let me just quickly explain that to you. There was a big crowd. He was hanging on the cross, bleeding to death. And the crowd was not just there, sympathizing. No, they were not sympathizing. They were jeering. They were rude. They were mocking, blaspheming, ridiculing him as it were. And looking down and looking at everybody, the soldiers who were casting ballots with his dress, ha <laughs> ha. The priest was saying, you call yourself the high priest. Come down. You know, it was horrible. But in the midst of that, he said, Father, forgive them. Isn't it amazing that his first statement was a prayer? A prayer with such a rich virtue of mercy and love, unparalleled in the whole of history. That was Jesus. And that is Jesus. The second one. He answered the question of the criminal by his side. They too were jeering at him. Then at the time, one now says something. Said, come on, come on, let's be serious. We actually committed this crime. He never did. Then he made a statement, very profound. God is merciful. He looked at him and said, please, when you get into your kingdom, remember me. Can you imagine at the last minute, this guy was confessing that indeed you are a king. And you are not just a king. You are the king of the kingdom. <laughs> and I know that after now, we are all going to die anyway. And after now, we don't know where we are going. But you know where you are going. You are going in as the king of the kingdom. Please remember me. Do you know what Jesus said? He said, today, <laughs> you will meet me in paradise. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, let me quickly analyze that. The first one was prayer. The second one answer to prayer. What kind of prayer was the first one? Pray for those who killed him, who were mocking him. The second one, answering the prayer of a sinner. The third one was pretty similar. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, Mother, look to your son. Son, look to your mother. Aha. With all the weight of sin and the pain that he was going through, he still knew to be responsible in the physical realm. Amazing. Given that what he was doing really was being responsible to the last point as far as divinity is concerned. But even as a man, he was still responsible. Say, mother, you've been taken care of. I'm still thinking of you. Come on, brother, take care of my mother. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we get so busy, even with things of ministry, that we think that we could leave, we could begin to shack our responsibilities to our loved ones. No, never Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. The fourth one, pretty similar. So what about the fourth one? <laughs> he said, Father, Father, <laughs> why have thou forsaken me? Aha. Aha. Why won't he forsake him? At that point, he became sin. The one who never sinned, who knew no sin, was carrying every singular sin of every singular person that ever lived. It was a dark hour. And of course, God could not stand sin and he cannot stand sin still. So at that point, <laughs> he separated himself. Glory be to God in the highest. He felt the weight of the sins of humanity. Now look at it. The first four statements were towards us. Praying for us. Answering our prayers. Still making sure that we are adequately responsible for. Glory be to God in the highest. And then of course, the fourth one. He was bearing our sin. 
the very thing that separated us from God was suffering the consequences of trying to restore us. Glory be to God in the highest. Amazing Jesus. Now, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh all go together. Let me turn to the Bible. The book of John in chapter 19. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 28. It reads, After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, watch the words. Remember, we looked at the number seven, as it were. What did we say they symbolize? As it were, fullness, completeness, perfection. Now, the Bible says in verse 28 of chapter 19 of the book of John, said after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, can you hear that word? Glory be to God. That the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Hallelujah. So the fifth word, the first statement, I thirst. That was the first statement that pointed to him. His personal need. The first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, they were not so much of his personal needs. They were all related to us and our situation and our condition on earth. But this time around, he said, I thirst. But before he would say that, he made sure that everything was accomplished. And the Bible says, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. And instead of now doing at least one favor, we looked for a sponge and dipped in the vinegar, sour wine. <laughs> you can imagine... You are very thirsty and they're giving you vinegar to drink. Will you drink? That was what he did to him. And then the Bible says, yeah, now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a piece of and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. That's right. And we all say together, it is finished. Glory be to God in the highest. And that's what I want to really dwell on today. It is finished. Now, this account says, and bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. But we know that in the book of Luke, in chapter 23, verse 46, the Bible says, he now said, Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. The other part of the gospels we have us understand that it was with a big shout that he said, It is finished. They said, With a loud shout, he cried, It is finished. Glory be to God in the highest. And then, of course, Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. And then he gave up the ghost. Glory be to God in the highest. Now that we have dealt with that, can we now begin to look at this statement, It is finished? Glory be to God in the highest. Let me pick the word finished. I mean, you know what it means when I say I to eat. Come on. It's a pronoun. Is. It's combining. I mean, it's just joining a word. Hallelujah. It is finished. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. So let me give what strong says for finished. It is finished. In the Strong's Dictionary, it says it's to make an end. It's to accomplish. Can you hear that? Glory be to God in the highest. To complete something. Okay. Not merely to end it but to bring it to perfection or destined goal to carry it through. So when Jesus was saying it is finished, there was not a doubt anybody could add to what he came to do. He finished the work. Now hear me guys. God will always finish. He will always finish. He will always finish. In fact, I was thinking about it and I realized, ha, hallelujah, 
that in the splendor of his character, God will finish whatever he starts. Glory be. And come on, aren't you glad that God, your father, my father, will finish whatever he starts? Glory be to God. And Jesus made it clear. In fact, from the number of statements, glory be to God, and to the way he shouted and declared his finished, you begin to understand that there's something about finishing in the kingdom of God. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, hear this of God. In Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, I read, Thus the heaven and the earth and all the host of them were finished. <laughs> and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his works which he had done. Why? Because he had finished. Glory be to God in the highest. God will always finish. I want you to please pay attention to this because it's going to help you even as it is helping me today. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Again, in Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10, remember, God was declaring to the prophet Isaiah to the children of Israel. They were despairing. They were wondering, well, I mean, what next in life? Hear what God said. He said, <laughs> he said, remember the things of old. Hallelujah. I said, I am God. <laughs> there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end, finish. From the beginning. <laughs> and from ancient times, the things which are yet to be. Saying or declaring. My counsel will stand and I will do all of my pleasures. That's the God we serve. So even it is reminding the children of Israel, look, the God you are dealing with is the God that finishes. It's the God that declares the end from the beginning. So you can imagine the much celebration, the much we put on finishing in the kingdom. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. And in the life of Jesus himself, while he was on earth, hmm, remember when they were, Bible said they were going through Samaria as it were, and they go to the well of Samaria. In the book of John in chapter 4. And they were weary. They were hungry. They were tired. I mean physically. And the disciples went into the city or into the town as it were. To look for food. They left him alone by the well. And when they came. They met him there. With a woman. In a very very. Hard to have discussion. And they were wondering. What could be happening. And when they waited a while, and he just continued what he was doing, they came to him to say, Master, <laughs> aren't you going to eat? I mean, we've been here with food and we've been waiting for you. Guess what he said? Jesus said to them, my food, John in chapter 4, 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. Did you hear that again? God will finish. Jesus will finish. You will finish. I say in the name of Jesus, you will finish. I will finish and I will finish strong and I will finish well. You will finish well. You will finish strong in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God. In John chapter 17, Jesus in his valedictory prayer, <laughs> verse 4, hear what he said. He said, I have glorified you, talking to the Father, on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Glory be to God in the highest. So what does this tell us? All through his life work as a man on earth, he was finishing conscious. Okay. 
Okay? As a man thinketh, so he is. His thoughts, his talks were about finishing. Finishing my meat. He was hungry. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. He didn't stop there. And to finish it. Can I say that of me too? My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish it. Can you say the same thing? Come open your mouth and declare. Say, I will finish it in the name of Jesus. My meat, my food, my desire, my craving is to do the will of him that sent me. And I will finish it. Glory be to God in the highest. We give God the glory. We give him honor. We worship him and we adore him. Is a good, good, good God. And even, I mean, in the post-resurrection and the post-ascension time of Jesus, I mean, talking of John on the island of Patmos, and he saw the Lord. Hear how Jesus described himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am the Alpha uh -huh, and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. Glory be to God. The first and the last. Glory be to God in the highest. He's, he won't tell you I'm the first without saying I'm the last. He won't tell you I'm the beginning. He will say I'm the end. Glory be to God. You will finish well. Can we begin to be, behave like him and begin to think like him and begin to talk like him? Hallelujah. After all, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Glory be to God in the eyes. Yes, I'm talking purely on it is finished. The sixth statement of Jesus on the cross on Good Friday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give him praise. We give him honor. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, it crossed my mind and I thought, Everything that Jesus came to do is simple. He came to model the kingdom life for us and to restore us back to that life. Yep. Today we were born again. We are in him. As he is in heaven, we are on earth. So he has come to restore as it were. So, pretty easy. Everyone's life has a reason, has an assignment. As Jesus finishes his assignment, we will finish our assignment. Somebody may be asking now, how do I know my assignment? Pastor, that has been my problem. I appreciate that. Glory be to God in the highest. Have you read the Bible before? That he who works with the wise will be wise. The company of fools will be destroyed. So, in other words, your company will determine your outcome. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Or in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of discomfort, but whose delight is in the Lord of the Lord, and then he meditates day and night. Can you see that there are two companies here where you pitch your camp with determining where you land? Hear what he said in that psalm. He said, You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Glory. So, what are you saying, Pastor Tyro? Just follow the leader. I don't know my assignment. How do I finish my assignment? Simple. Follow the leader. Who is the leader? Jesus. After all, Paul advised us in the book of Hebrews. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So it's simple. It's not rocket science. Follow Jesus. Believe in him. You will discover your, 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 your purpose. You will finish your purpose. Let me say it again. In the name of Jesus, you will finish well. Glory be to God in the highest. Uh, if there's one thing that scares me more than anything, is if you're in the future. But in Christ Jesus, we know where we're going. We know we are finishing well 
in the name of Jesus. Now you may want to ask this question. So what did he finish? I'm glad you asked. Glory be to God in the highest. What did he finish? Yes, he paid the price for our redemption. Hallelujah. He satisfied the righteous requirement of the law that each of us will have, will have had to face. Glory be to God. Huh? He satisfied the wrath of God. <laughs> the Bible said, I mean, hey, God left him. God moved back from him. Hallelujah. And he cried out because that was painful. So what did he finish? Hallelujah. He removed the enmity between man and God, between the Jews and the Gentiles, thereby creating a, a big family of God. Glory be to God. And today we talk of the household of God. Today we talk of the family of God. Today we talk of being in him. We talk of him being the head and we being the body. Jesus finished it. He accomplished it for you and I. How be it on the cross? And what and I thank God for was that he didn't just finish on the cross. Yes, he finished as it were. What did he finish? His earthly mission. But he did not finish his eternal ministry. The Bible says that when he left the cross, when he died, he descended from the cross. I'll get to that in a minute. Hallelujah. And he descended into hell. Hallelujah. We give him praise. We give him honor. What did he finish? He ended Satan's stronghold on man. Romans 5, 17. We who are here to slaves of the devil, today we reign in life as kings. What did he finish? Hallelujah. Makatura Bashata. He set man free forever. I know you are going to leave this place in the name of Jesus with a new understanding. Christianity is practical. Believe me, it is. It's not just a mix, as it were, of theories and theology. If it cannot be applied to me, then it's of no use to me. But I stand as a testimony that Jesus is real. His death was real. His resurrection was real. He's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And he lives in me. Glory be to God in the highest. And the Bible says it is in him. We live, we move, and we have our being. Now that it is finished, now the implication for Jesus, for the devil, and for man. Hallelujah. For Jesus, his earthly mission was concluded, like I said. But the book of Colossians makes us to understand that he then descended into hell. Glory be to God in the highest. And he plundered the devil. Glory be to God in the highest. What does it mean for Jesus? He will never be separated from the Father again. Uh-huh, yes. Because he will never have to suffer for the sins of man again. That sacrifice on the cross was once and for all. It was eternal. I mean, he died and it was for eternity. What does that mean? All the sin that men have ever committed and all the sins that we will probably make a mistake of falling into, we were born again. And those who are yet to be born again, who are still living in sin, they've been paid for. That's the implication. What's the implication for Jesus? He finished his ministry on earth. Hallelujah. His mission was accomplished. Glory be to God in the highest. But you see, when he did that, he descended into hell. I will come to that in a minute. Glory be to God in the highest. You talk about God separating himself from him. I thought of it for a while. 
if all through eternity, God never did that. It never happened before. The Godhead had never been separated. Even while he was on earth, there was no separation. But on the cross, there was separation. And the only cause for the separation was the sin of humanity. Glory be to God. But that sin was not only paid for. I mean, it was totally obliterated from the lives of men. Provided we would believe in him and receive eternal life. Glory be to God in the highest. And so, what's the implication for Jesus? His eternal ministry started a new phase. Until now, we knew him as the one born of Mary, grew up amongst men, and then, of course, walked about doing good, healing over the oppressed of the devil, and, of course, was always attacked and criticized by the high priest and the Jews until he was crucified. And then on the cross, he paid the price. He set us free, as it were. But beyond this, he began his eternal ministry. Today, he is our high priest. Hebrews 6.20 says, Jesus, having become the high priest forever. Not the high priest like they had in the Old Testament. That will come and go. Not the high priest that was not confident to enter into the Holy of Holies. Not the high priest that people will be trembling, I mean, shaking and trembling, wondering whether he will come out alive from the holy place. He has entered and is entered forever. Is rent open the holy of holies, and that's why it can be boldly said that we can come now to the throne of grace with all boldness because he is our high priest. In Hebrews in chapter 4, it says, We do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We have a high priest. His high priestly ministry began after it is finished, after descending into hell, after plunging hell. After resurrecting, after ascending to heaven, is our high priest today. Glory be to God in the highest. Today is our mediator. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Hebrews 9:15 says, And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant. What that simply means is that he's the guarantor. Is one making sure that everything that has been penned down in the new covenant is true. And he will make sure that they come to pass in your life and in my life. We give him praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. He's our advocate. Glory be to God in the highest. First John 2 1 says, We have an advocate now. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. You know what an advocate does? In my native language, Aguajoro. That is the one that pleads the case of another. Yes, he has come, he has set me free as it were. So he didn't just stop there. Now tell you are free. Glory be to God. He is still interceding for me as it were. If for any reason I sway and the devil is trying to accuse me, he stands there as the lawyer. I pay the price. You can't accuse him as it were. So it's a high priest, it's a mediator. Is an advocate. And then, of course, he's our intercessor. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Bible says, Since he always lives to make intercession for us. Hallelujah. So he's making intercession for you and for me, as it were. 
Praise the Lord. He always lives to make intercession for them. So, what I'm saying in fact is this. It is finished. Then just mark the end. Somebody said, he never said, I am finished. He said, it is finished. His earthly mission was finished. And opened the door, as it were, for a new phase of his eternal ministry. And these are what he is doing today. Today is our high priest. Today is our mediator. Today is our intercessor. Today is our advocate. Today is our shorty. Praise the Lord. Um, so, why does he leave the devil? If I use one word, confused and in disarray. Like I said in the book of Colossians, the Bible said when he declared it is finished and he committed his spirit to the Father, he descended into hell <laughs> and rendered captivity is captive. He plundered the devil and took back that which was stolen from humanity. Like I said, he came to model the kingdom life and to restore us to it. If there's one word that describes the kingdom life, it's dominion on earth. Glory be to God in the highest. And so he went down and he plundered the devil. We give God all the glory. We give God all the glory. We give God all the glory. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Somebody tell another person, say happy Easter. So when we say happy Easter, we're not just mouthing words. It is pregnant with meaning. I think one of the challenges for our time is the fact that we just do things ritualistically. We just do things traditionally. Fine, thank God for Easter. But let not this Easter pass you by. And speak something of the character of Jesus. Speak something of the modeled life of Jesus. If you don't understand anything I'm saying today, realize that in Christ Jesus, we finish what we start. And if I be found in him, I will finish well. Will somebody help me tell somebody that, hey, relax, you will finish well in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you. We adore you. So where does he leave the devil? Confused, in disarray, plundered. Hallelujah. The Bible says, had they known, First Corinthians 2.8, they will not have crucified the king of glory. What does that tell you? When he was being crucified, they were there jeering at him. They were there making a mockery of him. Remember coming to the cross, he was tortured. His, his beard was plucked. He, I mean, he was beaten to a mesh. The Bible says flesh and, and blood flew everywhere. He had to carry his cross on the bare, bruised and injured back. He was fainting and falling. Physically speaking, he could not continue. Until they find the African that was passing to carry the cross. So it was one big torturing situation. But you know what? He paid the price. And he didn't just do it for himself. In fact, he didn't need it. He did it for us. And now that it's been done, you don't have to keep on living like it has not been done. Your future is glorious. You are a child of God. I mean, the price has been paid for you. Somebody said, anything worthwhile you see on earth is <laughs> a crucifix. 
Somebody paid the price. Jesus paid the price for me. And I'm not ready to let that go. Never again in my life. No matter what the devil throws at me, I say, Jesus paid the price. Did you hear me? I don't care what you're going through right now. Jesus paid the price. I remember his song. He said, Jesus did it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He was his white as snow. Our confidence is in the finished work of Christ. So when you hear that statement, it is finished. Please let something resurrect in your being. The devil cannot hold you down. The price has been paid. Glory be to God. The devil is confused today. He's been spoiled. He's been disarmed. Hallelujah. <laughs> A public show of him has been made. Jesus is Lord. It's Easter. It's resurrection morning. I will give God all the glory for it. Hallelujah. Now, where does he live, man? <laughs> if there's one word to describe the implication for men, free. I am free. I am free. To love you, I am free. To love you, I am free. To love you, Lord, I am free. We are free. The Bible says now we can come boldly to the throne of grace. That what? That we might obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. Is there a need in your life? You are free. You can overcome. Yes, you can. In the spirit of Easter, you can overcome. Is there something that is dead in your life that you think is gone forever? No, there is still something we call resurrection. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, somebody said, when one thinks of the cross, say, it is God. <laughs> it is God looking at Jesus like he should be looking at you so that he can now look at you as he looks at Jesus. That's exactly what it is. You are free. You are a king. You are royalty. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Free from what? Free from sin. The Bible says sin shall not have dominion over you. Not again. Romans chapter 6 in verse 14. It cannot have dominion over you. Yes, you're still on earth. But sin cannot have dominion over you. Hallelujah. Sickness will not have dominion over you. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. Say, by whose stripes we were healed. Whose stripes? The stripes on the body of Jesus. The big bruise on his back. The big giant bruise on his back. The true flesh everywhere. They were not just there for weeping sake. Said they were there for a very specific reason. My healing and your healing. We are free. Free from sin. Free from sickness. Free from poverty. Glory be to God in the highest. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty will become rich. Exactly. There are implications of it is finished. And there are many, many more that I have not said. But in a nutshell, for Jesus is the all-conquering Messiah. Hallelujah. For devil is the all-eternally defeated enemy of the saints. For us, 
we are free and free forever. What's the implication for us? Like I said, Romans 5, 17. We who were elsewhere or hitherto slaves of the devil, today we reign in life as kings. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Now, all these things are beautiful. Even for just talking about it and just explaining as it were. But you see, the question is this. How, do, how does one appropriate these things? How does one bring them to bear in his life, in her life, in her situation? Yes, fine. God will always finish. Yep. Jesus will always finishing minded and he finished. Yep. And in doing that, he modeled the kingdom life for us and he's restored us with which means automatically that we will finish. Yep. But things are looking contrary, as it were, to you. Yeah. So how do I bring these things to bear in my life? In my current situation, I'll tell you, by the grace of God. Number one, you want to watch your attitude. The fact that Jesus has done it does not mean that there's an immediate change, as it were, physically for you. When he shouted, it is finished on the cross. He was still on the cross, remember? And as it were, oh, look at him, he's dead. Oh, my goodness. Yes, he's dead. But he descended. What does that tell you? Don't let the circumstance dictate your future. There is more behind the scene. So how do we get this more to manifest? That's what I'm talking about. I think your first thing you're going to do is that you have to make up your mind. That if indeed this much has been done, if you suffer this much just for me, there's only one way I can really begin to manifest it. Rejoicing in the fact that now I have it. Have what? I am free. Free of what? You are free of that hold of the devil. But sit there. But the Bible says rejoice as it were. Glory be to God in the highest. I think one verse of the scriptures that really summarizes this is First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 to 18. It says rejoice always. Rejoice always. It's not I saying that rejoice when things are good. And please forget the word rejoicing or forget the very act of rejoicing when things are bad. No, no, no. Always rejoice. Why? Because whether things are up or down, Jesus died and Jesus finished the work and Jesus has set me free. Hallelujah. Aha. Maybe I should remind you. It's setting you free. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2. Hallelujah. It says, You who are dead in your trespasses. To you, he now came to demonstrate his love, as it were. And how did he do it? He quickened you. He made you alive. <laughs> together with Christ. It is top there. He lifted you up together with Christ. So you may still look like you are sitting there. No, no, no. You've been lifted up. Hallelujah. He didn't just lift you up. He's caused you now to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. See, before you found, before you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were a person of below. You are a person of the down, of the valley, as it were. But he quickened you. He lifted you. And you are seated in the heavenly places above all. Hallelujah. So you may look at me the way I'm sitting today. But I know that it is finished. And so if, I, if there should be an attitude found on me in this situation, it should be rejoicing. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So joy is an anointing. It's a strength. And why are you being joyful? It is finished. It is finished. And look at it. It says, rejoice always. 
pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. If indeed he's done it, you should be thankful. Simple. So how do I manifest it? I am thankful. I am thankful. I am thankful. If you promise me a million dollars, I will thank you immediately. And when I get home, I will send you a text. I say, thank you very much. I am I'm still ecstatic. I'm still jumping. Thank you very much, sir. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, I will still tell you, thank you. Until I get the alert. The Bible says, be thankful in all situations. Now, let me quickly talk about that prayers. It says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. <laughs> now, if you know God has given you something, will you go begging for it again? That's right. So, what, what do you mean by prayer there? Prayer of thanksgiving. What do you mean by prayer there? <laughs> prayer of declaration. I may look like this, but I know who I am. I'm standing with him in the heavenly places. I mean, the battle has been won for me. I am completing him who is the head of all principles and powers. Hallelujah. I continue to declare the finished work of Christ. That for which he said is finished. I continue to declare it. Now I'm rejoicing. I'm happy. I'm so glad that he has done it. And I'm declaring what he has done. I'm saying what he is saying about me. I'm doing what he's calling me to do. Even if it looks like I'm not able to, I'm saying, yes, I've done it. I'm able to do it. I'm, because he said I can do it. Glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God. And that's how you appropriate it. Do not let this Easter pass you by. There's a lot to garnish from here. And I pray in the name of Jesus that as you rise out of this service today, you rise up victorious in the name of Jesus. You rise up as it were with the resurrection power of God. Remember what he says? He says, ha, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why? Because he's in you. You are in him. You are seated with him in the heavenly places. And in the spirit of Easter, rise up now. Get out of that lie. How? Think it. Say it. Declare it. The Bible says, with the heart man believes. Romans 10, 10. And with the mild confession is made unto salvation. I am confident of this one thing. That he who has started a good work in you will finish it. That's it. We know the coming of the Lord. I'm waiting for your testimonies. Glory be to God in the highest. So even in the grave, no matter how terrible your situation may be, no matter how impossible it may look, Jesus is the Lord. I'm waiting for your testimony. Somebody open your mouth and shout, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. We give him praise. We give him honor. We worship him. For death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord. For death could not hold him captive. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord. God bless you. Let me pray with you. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We worship you. We adore you. We thank you because indeed you are God. You are love. The one that will give is only begotten son. That we all might become your sons. Today as members of your family we are free. 
we are rejoicing. We are blessed. We are anointed. We have dominion on earth. Our lives cannot but bring you glory. And every lie of the devil concerning anyone here is already a failure. I speak confusion right now into the camp of the devil. I speak confusion over the spirit of poverty. I speak confusion over the spirit of sickness. I speak life in the name of Jesus. After the Bible says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we thank you because we know that whatever you start you will finish. We know we are finishing well. Our life is going to glorify you in the name of Jesus. So you go in the spirit of Easter. I say go forth in the name of Jesus with this resurrection power. Knowing well that you will finish strong and you will finish well in the name of Jesus. Happy Easter. God bless you all. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.